Philadelphia, woo, I'm going to tear it up. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're going to treat all you women woo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that Civic Center apart, and then we're all going to be over a rodeo, woo, driving the women wild. Miami Beach, get ready. Woo. We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilt liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, whoo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. You do some lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sports desk. I'm your guy, Dedra L. Higgs Jr., one half of your sportsologist in studio. All right. So like we told you guys, um, we're going to be doing a NFL wrap up. We already gave you our college football wrap up and uh, we're kind of splitting the football up, man. So we're giving you college football, one show NFL on the other. I'm in studio uh, today by myself, but I'll be calling black in a minute. We'll also hear from our Jaguar correspondent. Rashad Robinson will make it. Will be making his return uh, to the sports desk today. So it's a lot to get into. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by once again, checking us out, pressing play, retweeting our links. We really, really appreciate the love. Hopefully, everyone out there is doing well. So a fun, filled, energetic NFL weekend um, is wrapping up right now, and we're recording this on a Monday night. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles, my Cowboys, are getting ready uh, to take the field against the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East matchup. But we want to cover all of the games and major storylines that took place on Sunday. So we're going to talk, of course, uh, Chargers and Chiefs. We're going to talk Bucks and Rams. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on up here in the Bangham up in Duval County with the Jacksonville Jaguars starting off the season 0-3 on an 18-game losing streak. Them birds came down here and handled business against the Jags. We're going to go all around the league. We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and what's up with Big Ben. Did the Steelers make a mistake by bringing them back? We're going to get into all that, all right? So uh, we're not going to waste any time. Before we get into the show, I just want to speak on something that transpired today uh, here in Jacksonville. Now, listen, man, I'm minding my business and I'm, you know, uh, I think I was at work and, you know, I'm just doing my thing Got the job, just trying to have a productive day, be successful and win the day. And I look down on my phone and my phone is buzzing and I look down and I got my partners texting me in our group chat. And what do I see? Lord, 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 Lord. I see that Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars have traded 
former first-round pick, C.J. Henderson, to the Carolina Panthers for a bag of Lay's potato chips and a three-pack of banana-flavored Nihilators. That's right. They traded him for a bag of Lay's potato chips and a three-pack of banana-flavored Nihilators. Now... I have belief in Urban. I am riding with Urban in the Jaguars front office, and I'm hoping to see change. But when you see stuff like this, you trade a formal first-round pick for a bag of peanuts and a travel-sized container of toothpaste, a travel-sized container of toothpaste and a bag of boiled peanuts. It makes you scratch your head. There wasn't nothing out there that we could have got for C.J. Henderson. And the guy Morgan from Carolina, a backup tight end who the Jaguars was interested in free agency. What? I have never heard of this man. Shout out to my dog Cedric Farman. He said the man was applying for management at a local public supermarket and just so happened to make the tight end position for the Carolina Panthers. This is god-awful. This is stuff that I don't understand. How is this move going to help Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars offense? How is this move going to help increase the chances that the defense performs well on Sundays? How? Now, I'm not getting ahead of myself. We're three games in into a new regime. But this right here is alarming. It is alarming. What is going on in Jacksonville, when you look down on your phone and you see a former first-round pick like C.J. Henderson, a quality defensive back, quality defensive back, being traded away for a miniature travel-sized bottle of peppermint scope and a $1 coupon for your next meal off at Crystal's. This is ridiculous. They traded this man for Dan Arnold. Who? Was this a straight-up trade? Were there picks involved? What's going on? To all my Florida State and Jacksonville Jaguar friends, my heart is with you because you don't know what it's like to taste win. Thankfully, I was born into this world as a Dallas Cowboy, and I have at least one win, and I've tasted victory. But it does my heart a disservice knowing that the Jaguars are 0-3 and they make moves like this on a Monday to get rid of a quality defensive back. No matter how you felt about C.J. Henderson being picked, he will be a quality back in this league. He's going to go to Carolina and shine. But what about Dan Arnold? Is Dan Arnold going to come to Jacksonville and shine? Is he? Is Dan Arnold going to come up here and be productive? Is he going to help protect Trevor? Is he going to catch big-time passes for Trevor in this offense in Jacksonville? I'm going to answer that right away. No, he won't. Probably won't be on the roster next season. I'm starting to scratch my head, Urban Meyer. I'm starting to scratch my head. In the city of Jacksonville, in the city and the county of Duval, we want to know what's going on. You say stick with you, Urban. Ride this out. Rome wasn't built in a day. No, it was not. But I guarantee you when Rome was being built, Dan Arnold wasn't out there helping. Come on, Urban. The city deserves better. And we believe in you.
We got sunshine and we see that potential. We see those throws he make. We see the athleticism. He can be the guy to turn this thing around in Jacksonville. But Urban, you got to put some pieces around him to even entertain to, to entertain the thought of something being turned around. So I just want to get my quick thoughts on that real quick. Utterly disgusting. Coming off a loss. Jaguars performed well in the first half. Everything bottomed out late. And now the Jaguars sitting at 0-3. And we have a new player, Dan Arnold. Doesn't seem... <laughs> doesn't seem like that was something that was thought, thought all the way through if that was going to send a jolt through the city. But anyway, I digress. All right, we're going to go ahead and get Black in here on the phone. Um. Yeah, we're going to get Black in here on the phone so we can get him here on the sports desk so we can talk about this NFL wrap-up. Hello? Black. What's up, man? What's going on with you, sir? Not much, man. What's happening with you? Chilling, man. Welcome to the sports desk, my guy. Yes, sir. Happy to be back. Absolutely. So, all right, Black, you know you know what we're here to talk about. We're here to wrap up week three of the NFL season. Currently, Monday Night Football is getting ready to take place. we got the Cowboys and the Eagles getting ready to do their dance over on ESPN. But we want to talk about a lot of the storylines of some of the games that took place on this past Sunday. So, Black, you got anything you want to say before we get into it? Uh, Yeah, man, just... <laughs> Football, it's been a crazy weekend in football. Uh, NFL's been crazy. A lot of games that went some ways that we didn't expect it, but I'm enjoying uh, the ride we're getting. We're just three weeks in, you know? Yep. Three weeks in. NFL football has been very, very exciting. Absolutely. Capping, capping off tonight with the Cowboys in Philly, in Philly Dallas' first game at home. I know it's going to be rocking in, rocking in there, man. Yes, sir. That's why this show won't be very long. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got to get in front of the TV and see what them boys going to be doing tonight. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get into the game of the week. The game that was scheduled on the calendar for week three. Of course, we're talking about the reigning defending Super Bowl champ, Tampa Bay Buccaneers went all the way out to the Los Angeles Rams in a showdown that everybody was paying attention. I mean, you had LeBron James in the building, Dr. Dre, Draymond Green. You had a who's who, Sugar Ray Leonard. You had a who's who in the building yesterday to watch the two Titans do battle. Rams ultimately getting the win 34-24 to over the Super Bowl champs. Black, you called this on the schedule. You called this on the schedule when we did our preview show. You thought the Rams would be the team to get Tampa in the regular season. So, Black, let's kick it off with you. What did you think about the game yesterday, and how well did the Rams implement their game plan to really stifle uh, Tampa Bay? I think this game was – I think the score didn't indicate uh, the game was not that close, in my opinion. Do you agree? Oh, uh, I definitely agree, man. I just want to. I just want to say this about Sean McVay, man. He's a genius. He's a genius. With offensive, offensive, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, this man, <laughs> he literally got his quarterback. Everything that he's done, he did to get Matthew Stafford is paying off. Yep. 
paying off. And it's like we seeing a young, uh, rejuvenated Matthew Stafford in L.A. Like, I know Matthew Stafford had Calvin Johnson, and he told, we know Matthew Stafford from throwing the big ball when he was at Georgia and taking it to Detroit. But, man, I'm saying with these receivers, with Coop, man, Cooper Cup, and then you had a sighting from Deshaun Jackson. Man, it looked like Deshaun Jackson was back at Fitty having a field day, man. It I did. Think. It did. Man, like, we've never seen the Rams. I just want to say this. We've never seen the Rams with this type of offensive power. The last time we seen it when it was when they was the St. Louis Rams. When they had Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, and those guys. But this team right here, man, they can score the football. That's what they, they've been doing the first three weeks of the season. They've been scoring the football. Defensively, we already know what they are. And that's what they do well. Now you have an offense to go with that defense. It's, re- it's going to be really, really scary for teams in this league, D. And I said it, man. That's why I, that's why I really made them my pick, man. And seeing how how dominant they were yesterday against Tom Brady and the defending champs, man. It was just, it was just like, wow, these guys got it all together in week three, like already. So yeah. I'm excited to see where the Rams go from them. From here, they got a big one next week with Arizona, but definitely uh, excited about where the Rams are going from here. Yeah. Big time over Tampa. I call this, this is going to be Tampa only loss in my opinion. But to see how dominant the win was by the Rams, that would that's what raised the eyebrow for me because I didn't I, I thought it would be a lot closer than what it was. I didn't think they would beat them by ten. I really didn't. Yeah. Um, flawless. Flawless game plan, flawless execution. I wasn't too high on the trade of Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff when it first initially went down because uh, We've seen Matthew Stafford, like you said, with the likes of Megatron and, you know, um, uh, just different, you know, decent weapons in Detroit. But the thing that I totally forgot about is the genius of Sean McVay. What McVay brings to the table to elevate Matthew Stafford's game. And man, it looks like he is dialed in like never before. Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, even with losing Acres in, in training camp to the Achilles, they was able to bring over Sony Michelle, and he's paying dividends uh, for the Rams out there. You just really see this offense just really moving like water coming out of a faucet. I mean, Matthew Stafford's numbers yesterday were, by God, 27 for 38, 343 through the air, four tubs. I mean, and a QBR of 134.0. Hmm. And you're going up against the Tampa. And for what it's worth, Tampa Bay's defense isn't all world like it was last year. Now, for granted, they got some injuries. No JPP yesterday. They got some significant injuries in the secondary. This Tampa defense can be had. And you've seen that with the Cowboys in week one. You saw it. Now, when you get an offense that rivals Dallas like the Rams, they just put it together quicker. They're dialed in, and what a play. That 70-something yard bomb from Stafford to Deshaun Jackson, and you see Sean McVay running down the field to be the first man to congratulate Deshaun Jackson at that touchdown. 
That kind of stuff right there is going to take that team to the next level. When you got a coach who's invested, who believes in his system and his players believe in it. Look, man, this is a recipe for success in L.A. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to ride along with you, man. The chance (laughs) of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeating this year. Listen here, if that thing got to go through L.A., Man, I might have to put some money on that blue and that gold, man. <laughs> because I just don't see them digressing. Now, don't get me wrong. The playoffs are a different game, and we're not here to talk about the playoffs. We understand what the playoffs are, and we understand who Tom Brady is when the playoffs come calling. He's the greatest of all time. But when you have a team who's clicking on all cylinders like these Rams, oh, and this defense was landing a wood on the Buccaneers yesterday. Yeah, they were. You seen yes, Ron, you seen Ron Gronkowski gasping for L. He wasn't the same. They triple team Aaron Donald. He's still pressing. Mm-hmm. This team is dangerous. If they stay healthy and Matthew Stafford continues to progress, Black, I might have to switch my pick, dog. <laughs> oh, I ain't no. gonna do it just yet. No. I ain't gonna do it just yet. <laughs> Because I really want to see what the Rams look like in division play. Because next week, them birds come hollering. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's going to be real. So we look forward to that. Black, what about the Buccaneers? How did Tommy look yesterday? Tommy didn't have bad numbers yesterday. Tommy was on a run. He was pressed yesterday. Tommy went 41 for 55. I got to think the Buccaneers don't want him to throw the ball that much. He threw the ball 55 times, 430 in the air. One tub, he was sacked three times, and he was pressured nine times. Still had a QBR of 103.0, but let's just be real. Those numbers didn't indicate the type of day that Tommy really had. Yeah, for, for, for me, D, where's the running game? Where's the feature back? I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on with Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. Like, Tom Brady has to have some type of run game to offset, you know, what he does. Tom Brady shouldn't be throwing the ball 50 plus times. No, we shouldn't be doing that in Tampa. We should not be throwing the ball 50 plus times. You got to have teams already know you're going to come out and throw the ball because you don't have a run game. And like you say, they're dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball and then not having uh, AB there as well, who was out with COVID. Yeah. It's, it's just a few things that's going on. They just, I just really feel like Tampa ran into a buzzsaw. I'm not. I I I totally expect Tampa to uh, right this wrong next week when when uh, Tom Brady go back to Foxborough. Like, good God! It's it's just the Rams are just a better team than the Buccaneers right now. The Buccaneers might have the goat, the greatest of all time, but that Rams team, man, is a well-oiled machine right now. Three weeks in, they're a well-oiled machine. And that's what the Buccaneers uh, ran into. I really, uh, my only concern with the Buccaneers is they need to find some type of run game, figure out who's going to be that guy in the backfield with Tom Brady. Is it going to be Leonard Fournette or is it going to be Ronald Jones? That's what they need to figure out because the running game has been non-existent for Tampa in the first three games, and that's some that's a question that needs to be answered and needs to get figured out uh, moving forward for Tampa. Yeah, I agree. I think Tampa missing A.B., significant loss. No J.P.P., significant loss. But the biggest question mark is that run game. I really thought that Leonard Fournette 
I really thought that um uh what's my guy name uh Jones. Well, I really I thought. I really thought these guys would become a really formidable tandem in Tampa, especially after what they did in the playoffs last year. I mean, Fournette was excellent in the playoffs last year. Jones was excellent during the regular season and the playoffs last year. So I'm really surprised by what's going on. I don't know if it's really the offensive line. How can it be? They brought all of them back as well. So I think Tampa has a few things they got to iron out, and they will do it. They will do it. And they'll have a phenomenal season, but we'll circle this game and we'll come back to it when these two teams meet possibly in the NFC Championship game later this year. We'll come back and look at this game and how much more would a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team be improved from week three in in September to a possible NFC Championship game in in January. I think it'll be a significant difference. So, you know, we'll keep our eyes there. All right, but the Rams got the win. For sure. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and go out to San Francisco, man. Sunday night football last night. What an incredible ending, man. Incredible ending. The Green Bay Packers in the last, literally the last seconds of the game, getting the win 30 to 28. It looked like Green Bay was going to run away with this game on Sunday night football. But the 49ers charged late in the second quarter. They charged in the third quarter. Game got real tight. History tells us that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers don't have good luck playing the San Francisco 49ers in their home stadium. But last night, Aaron Rodgers said, uh-uh. Aaron Rodgers said, uh-uh. Aaron Rodgers got his team on the field. I believe it was 37 seconds left. Got him down. Mason crossbar kicks it. Field goal. Packers win the game 30-28. Black, what did you think about the game? Traditional rivalry of the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Just what did you think about how the game ended and just overall what we saw on the field last night? Uh, very exciting game. I was watching it last night, and I was like, man, is Aaron Rodgers ever going to be able to beat San Francisco in San Francisco? As you guys, we see him now. He's getting his brains beat in by San Fran, you know? So it was good to see him finally get a win. But, you know, I got to get a – man, shout out to uh, – Devontae Adams, man, this guy had a field day. Yes, he did. And, like, he put on the show, man. He showed why he's one of the best receivers in the league. Yep. And for Tampa to respond, I mean, not, not Tampa, I mean, for, for, for Green Bay to respond the way that they did after going down in this game and then come out and, and Aaron Rodgers lead them down the field and uh, get in position for Mason Crosby to make that field goal, that's big time. I think we – you know, we had a lot of stuff to say about Green Bay and the way they looked against New Orleans, but I think they they realized, you know, what needs to be done. And I think we're going to see a lot more Green Bay getting better as we progress in the season. But definitely a big win on the road in San Francisco against an undefeated team, man, who's really good and who's battling a lot of injuries themselves. So shout out to uh, Green Bay on a big time win on Sunday Night Football. Looking forward to see what they do uh, moving forward. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, man, and the Green Bay Packers are showing us all why you shouldn't panic after week one. Um, like you said, they were abysmal. They were abysmal against New Orleans in Jacksonville. But they've right written that wrong, coming off a great Monday night football win against Detroit in the division. And then um, last night on Sunday night football, two games, you know, where they really showed their true um, – 
Like, yeah, I, I hear a bunch of stuff in the background, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's coming through loud, too. I don't know why. Hold on. All right. Um, but, um, yeah, great win for... You still here? No, I don't hear nothing now. I just hear you. But it was just a lot of something going on in the background. But um, great win from the Packers. Aaron Rodgers showing why he's still elite. He's still showing why he's a bad man, as Stephen A. Smith calls him. Late in the games, you just don't get no better than that. 37 seconds, come down there, cut up the 49ers defense, set them up position to win the game. It was beautiful. I love the old school rivalries, man, like that 49ers and the Packers. I love seeing those colors. I love seeing those helmets on the field together. Two great young head coaches out there for Green Bay and San Francisco. We had a Trey Lance sighting last night. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't get it in the end zone, and Trey comes in towards the end of the second quarter and scores a touchdown, and the San Francisco 49ers go, fans go berserk uh, in the stadium. So that was a pretty cool moment for Trey Lance. But I think San Francisco, you know, they shouldn't hang their head. They're going to be right there in the mix of everything, um, you know, as the season progresses. But a very good game. You want these types of game on Sunday Night Football. So a very impressive win uh, by the uh, Green Bay Packers as they improved to 2-1 and one, um, after last night's uh, victory. All right. All right, Black, we're going to go ahead and move on to, man, probably a, I don't know, I don't know if it's an upset, but it is an upset. Black, what's going on with my homeboy and the Chiefs, man? My homeboy and the Chiefs, they go down to young Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers and KC, 30-24, huge win by the Chargers, big time plays by Herbert late in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes doing a lot of turnovers this season. He threw another two interceptions uh, yesterday, and that last interception once again cost him. It cost him versus Baltimore, and it's costing him against the Chargers. Black, what are you seeing with the Chiefs and their struggles? We don't see them lose two in a row often. Matter of fact, I think this is the first time in Mahomes' career that he's lost two games in a row. So what are you seeing, Black? Yeah, man. Um, they really struggling. They really, they really struggling. Uh, and 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 what's bad about it? The way that they're struggling, I think it has a lot to do with uh the continuity. Isn't I? I don't think it's really a continuity with that offensive line. They 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 gave up a lot of real estate, a lot of picks, uh, a lot just to have this offensive line together, and it's not it's not clicking right now at this point. It's just not. You seeing Pat Mahomes on the run a lot, and 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 that's okay because we've seen the type of things that we can, that he can that he can do on the run, but for some reason D, it's not going his way and it's not working, and it doesn't help that, um, that the Kansas City Chiefs defense is just horrid. Their defense, I mean, they can't stop nobody. I mean, like I would never suspected their defense to you know be struggling like this because. They're very well uh bent. They're bending don't break defense, but man, they've been giving up a lot of big plays. I mean, the way uh Mike Williams just manhandled them yesterday, man, that was insane. Yeah. Like it didn't matter, <laughs> it didn't matter who they had that corner man on him. But shout out to San Diego man on a on a big time win in uh Kansas City, you know, getting a victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think Kansas, I believe Kansas City is gonna be okay. We know Pat Mahomes is going to get it right. 
I just think they need to find some continuity on this offensive line because they're not protecting Pat Mahomes the way they need to. So we seeing him on the run a whole lot in these first three weeks. So um, hopefully they're going to get this right. I expect them to, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs will be just fine. Yeah, well, the Chiefs are going to get some help because right across the waiver wire, it looks like Josh Gordon is going to be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So oh, man. they're going to be getting a little bit more firepower if Josh Gordon can, you know, I hate to say it like this, keep his nose clean and, you know, be what people expected him to be. I don't know, for maybe the last six or seven years. So that just came across the waiver wire right now. Look like the Broncos and the Chiefs were the front runners to get Gordon, but Gordon chose to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that'll be something to look out for. But I kind of think with the Chiefs performing, and then not, not to take anything away from Justin Herbert, because I'm a fan of Justin Herbert. I was a fan of his at Oregon. I'm a fan of his now in the league. This kid is tremendous. He got guts. He made big-time throws. He's fearless. You can tell he's the young leader of this team, and they believe in him. So not to take nothing away from this big win from the Chargers over the Chiefs yesterday. But look, man, Patrick Mahomes has to be smarter with the football. We got to call it what it is. You can't have those types of turnovers late in the game. I mean, you making a wish on some of these pa- only some of these passes, my homeboy. You can't be doing that. Like teams are really starting to dial in and say, "Hey, this dude will get wacky on the run. Let's be ready for that." And teams have been cashing in on them. I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs need to settle down. I think Andy Reid kind of need to go back to the basics of the offense a little bit. Get everybody back focused. They have a lot of fun in Kansas City. They win a lot of games in Kansas City. They got a Super Bowl in the last two years in Kansas City, being in the last two Super Bowls they've been there. But I think it's time now for Kansas City to eat some humble pie, refocus, and go out there and do what they can do without the mistakes because they're more than capable. Now, this defense is what it is. The Chiefs defense ain't never been all world. It ain't never been elite. But they always seem to make the key plays when the key plays are needed. And I got a feeling Honey Badger and the crew will do that when it's called upon. But I think this year, this year might be tougher than normal. And I said it during the pregame show, even though I predicted them to go 14-2 or 15-1, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl and win it this year. I think this is going to be one of the toughest years for Mahomes and the Chiefs. Why? Because teams are kind of zeroed in on what they've been doing over the last two to three years. And now they're going to have to really get back to the basics of that offense and really, really dial down on the mistakes. Because if they don't, it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them. So I think they'll be okay. Just like you said, the Chiefs will be just fine. But it's something to keep our eye on because it doesn't get any easier for the Chiefs. That division of the AFC West is loaded. Raiders yes, are undefeated. Is. Chargers are now 2-1. and one. Broncos are undefeated. That's a real deal situation out there at the AFC West. Real deal. Real deal. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and move along, man. And let's talk about these Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Black. Did the Pittsburgh Steelers make a mistake? Should Ben Roethlisberger be the starting quarterback? Should he be in a Steelers uniform? Has Mike Tomlin and the Steelers front office failed in getting complimentary quarterbacks in to take over for Big Ben Roethlisberger? Black, it looks grim. It looks dark in Pittsburgh. And Taj and Boyd, 
from the Cincinnati Bengals say that the Steelers quit yesterday. We've never oh. heard this about a mock timeline coach team. Boyd said that they quit. Black, what are you seeing as the Pittsburgh Steelers go down to the upstart Cincinnati Bengals yesterday at home, 24-10? to uh, Yeah, man, it's, it's very concerning watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play football. We had, we thought the Steelers were going to do some great things for that win on the road against Buffalo in week one. Yeah. Man, it's 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 been tough sledding since then. So we definitely know Big Ben's old dealing with injuries. I think they say he has some type of pec injury now that he's yeah. dealing with. So it Big Ben's just old man. This 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 definitely gonna be the last ride for him. Did they to answer your question, did they drop the ball not getting a complimentary quarterback to back Big Ben up? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They should have literally Went out, and that should have probably been some of their focus this offseason, getting somebody in there who could, who could potentially take over for Big Ben if you know if things get to the way that they are now. Because how much does Big Ben really, really have left? We don't. He don't have nothing. Looking, he he's not looking good out there at all. And man, it's a lot of questions need to be answered in Pittsburgh. No JJ Watt, and you just paid him. They don't know how long he's going to be out. So. um I don't know, man. Just offensively, they look they look out of it. They look look like they didn't want to be on the field. If Todd Todd Boy could be right, he could be. They might have quit. I I don't know, but it's hard to believe that a Mike Tomlin team would just quit. It's hard for me to believe that, but it looked very bad, man. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I think I give them a lot of credit for what they did. They just went out there and won this football game. Yeah, like they look really good offensively. And defensively, so I'm um, I'm very concerned what's going on in Pittsburgh. I know it's a long season; it's a lot of football left. But games like games like this against Cincinnati, that's in your division, these are not games that you should be losing. The Pittsburgh Steelers should be losing, but uh, hopefully they can figure out Mike Tomlin can figure out a way to right this ship and get everything going. With Pittsburgh Steelers defensively, it looked like his backbone gonna have to be defense because offensively, don't look like they're going to be able to do too much because Big Ben is he's dealing with uh, nagging injuries now at this point in his career. I mean, this man might have checked the ball down over twenty times to Nigel Harris yesterday. Hmm. I'm like, I'm like, is Big Ben gonna go downfield? I mean, I seen check down after check down after check down, and I'm like, man, it's it's bad, but. He's hurt. He's hurt. So, and that and that shows it. So, yeah, man. Hopefully, F- Pittsburgh can figure something out. D moving forward, man, and try to uh, right this ship of what's going on. Yeah, great win by the young Bengals. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. They're doing really well out there in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is scrappy. They're fighting, man. They're saying right now. I believe they're two and one uh, right now. So, they're doing really well. They got the Jaguars at home this Thursday night. So that young team is really showing a lot of great things out in Cincinnati. Definitely want to highlight what they did yesterday. Great coaching as well uh, by the young Bengals. But the story is Pittsburgh. Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's done. He's done. Peck or no peck issue, he's done. I saw, I thought in my gut that Pittsburgh would make a stand this year. They would try to remind us all of who just the hell they are under Mike Tomlin. 
But when you look at Big Ben Roethlisberger literally passing the ball for 58, 58 times yesterday, 58 times by Big Ben, Najee Harris only had 14 carries yesterday. Najee Harris was the leading receiver, 14 receptions. I mean, the offense is absolutely non-existent. Here's the offense for the Steelers. Ben drops back, check down, or just throw it downfield to Claypool. That's it. They're done. I'm going all the way back on my take versus the Steelers. They mm. won't make the playoffs, and they will finish last in the division this year. Oh, man. I just don't see the talent for Big Ben to even push the ball down the field through 17 games, man. We in week three, and he looking like this, bro. I mean, who are you going to put in? Mason Rudolph? Oh, man. They have nothing. Duck Rodgers. They've gotten by. They've gotten by. This year, it falls off the cliff. Big Ben, his last year should have been two years ago. He's done. He's been excellent for that franchise. He's a Hall of Famer. Multiple-time Super Bowl winner. Big Ben is a Pittsburgh Steeler legend, and he'll have a job for life in Pittsburgh because of who he is and what he's done. But Mike Tomlin should have, he should have did what he should have done, and he should have put him out of his misery last year and sent him home and take a chance and try to go get one of these young quarterbacks and try to revamp the Pittsburgh Steeler brand because this year they will suffer. Are they better than the Ravens? No. Are they better than the Cleveland Browns? No. Are they better than the Cincinnati Bengals? No. It's going to be a long year in Pittsburgh. And it kind of it kind of bothers me to see them go out the way that they're going out. Will they make a run during the season? You may catch them getting a two to three game win streak. Yeah, they might do that. But they won't win no more than eight games, seven games. I'm calling it now. They won't win no oh, more than seven hey. games this year. No more. The Pittsburgh still a run. The Pittsburgh still a run for Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. It's over. And if Mike Tomlin wants to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers after this year, he might start packing. He might need to start packing Big Ben Roethlisberger's bags right now. Right now. It's sad to say, but I had to keep it real, Black. I had to keep it real. We been real hard on Big Ben, man. We are, but it's the truth, bro. You seen what I saw? Yeah, I seen it. I it's the truth, it. bro. It's just the truth. But I think something is, something made me tell me that this team, as good as this defense is, with missing pieces on that side, once they all get together and get on the field, this defense can put them in a lot of positions and win a lot of these games. And you know how these divisional games go, D, when they play Baltimore and Cleveland. These games can go anyway. So I it's, it's I don't agree with you one hundred percent about them about them finishing last in this division. I don't think they're going to do that, but this division right here is one of the most competitive divisions there is. So for um for me, I just think Big Ben needs to figure out they need to figure out some things offensively with this offense. Defensively, I think defense is just going to have to be uh defense is going to have to carry this team to where they want to go. And I believe they have the pieces on the defensive side of ball to do that. You know, T.J. Watt is a grown man. He's a problem. That secondary is really good. They didn't look good yesterday. They got they got taught. Jamar Chase had a field day with them yesterday. So, 
Man, we gonna see, man. It's 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 still early, so I ain't gonna shut the door on them right now. But I I agree with some some of the stuff that you're saying about them. But I think that this 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 division, I still think it's up for grabs. I still think it's up for grabs because Baltimore don't look the best. Um, Cleveland, they look they looking semi okay, but they haven't looked like good to say, well, it may be the team to win this division. No, and then Cincinnati, they just coming along, you know. So. We're gonna see what happened, D, in this division. I'm 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 excited to see in, in in the division. I just think in the division you got to score points. This is a point league now. This is the offensive league now. You get all your defensive guys back, okay, cool. But this is a offensive league. Where are the points going to come from? Cleveland can score. We saw Baltimore capable of scoring. Cincinnati can score. Where are the points gonna come from for Pittsburgh? Who's gonna be that guy? Claypool, Najee Harris? Big, who's going to be who? I just don't see it. I just the, okay. I think the defense is going to do well, like you said. Yeah, but offensively, how are they going to get touchdowns? And that's going to be a question that they'll answer for us. I just don't see them doing well in that area. I think they finished last in the AFC North this year. Okay. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and come on up to the Bangle, man. Let's go ahead and come on up to the bangle, my boy. You know we got to talk about it. Now, we got a sound bite from my man, Rashad Robinson. We're going to play that after we talk to Black. But, Black, this is our last stop for the show, man. We're going to run through a couple other things. Then we're going to play that clip uh, from Rashad, Mr. Move Them Chains. Black, yesterday, man, them birds came down here, man. I said them birds came down here. <laughs> they got that win 31-19 Even though it looked like the Jaguars Was about to pull the upset Momentum was going down In TIAA Bank Field You had a, a kick six Trevor throwing a beautiful touchdown To DJ Shark The energy felt good For about five minutes mm, mm, mm. And then the bottom fell out And it fell out bad the Cardinals came out in the second half and said, all right, enough of this. They turned it up. Kyler Moore, Cliffy Cliff and them boys came down here and got a win. Black, we know Arizona is good. Kyler Murray, Hopkins, that defense, Cliffy Cliff, solid situation out there in Arizona. We know that. Let's focus on the Jaguars. Black, did you see anything yesterday with the Jags that gives you hope? <laughs> D, I just, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm just trying to remind myself that, you know, it's it's a process. It's 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 hope. It's Trevor Lawrence. They're gonna get it right. Like he was playing with a lot of confidence in the first half, in my opinion. Like he seemed like he was really taking control of what was going on out on the field. I just like the energy and everything, the effort that was given in that first half, man. I really do. But and that kind of showed me a little bit like, okay, we know we got effort. We play with energy. But then the second half happens. And, I mean, it looks it looks horrible. Trevor Lawrence, we've never – and I, I have never seen in my life Trevor Lawrence throw off his – throw a bad pass off his back foot and at yeah. Clemson. I just I just didn't understand some stuff, and then the offensive lineman they 
they turn around and they turning around the circus like they had a ballerina concert or a ballerina class. Goodness. I'm like, what is the offensive line doing? They, they just got Noel out like here. He just turning around in circles. Lord have mercy. Like he's been to his daughter ballerina ballerina practice or something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't I I I I don't understand, man. And then that's what Trevor needs to start using his vision. He had on that play that got picked got picked six. He had he had DJ Shark down the field, butt naked, wide open. Yep. And he missed him. But that was the cause of not having the protection that he needed. So I don't know, man. I I just I just need a win, man. I'm tired of losing, man. Mm. 18 straight for the Jags yesterday. I'm tired of losing, man. I just need a win, but I know things is a process. Urban Myers never coached in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, this is his first year, so he's going through the radar. He's going through the ranger. He's he's making mistakes. I think he leads the league in picks, which is not surprising because he's learning. Uh, I don't know, D. I'm 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 I'm, I'm I, I just have to remind myself it's a process. It's a process, but it did not look good in that second half. I love what I saw in the first half. Second half, man. After that pick, just like the momentum totally went away. It yep. totally went away, and that was it for that. And in games like that, that can't happen. That comes down to coaching and putting your players in the right position to be to uh to succeed. And that's not what happened. Got a lot of questions on the offensive line. They got to do something about this defense as well because they can't stop nothing. But um, yeah, man, that's just where I'm at with them right now. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to break my neck. You know, I may break my neck at the at the GMs and what they got going on with these picks and how they trade people. But as far as what kind of what's happening on the football field, everything's new. So I'm a chill, bro, before I go crazy. I'm just going to chill and, let, and, and know that it's a process for me. That's why I stand that with it. Yeah, I mean, you have to remind yourself this is year one for Urban. You have to remind yourself that it's year one for Trevor. You have to. I mean, starting off the season, lose to this Houston team who showed a little bit of fight. I mean, how much of a worse start can you have? And then you turn around the next week and just get totally embarrassed at home by the Denver Broncos. And then this week, you show some fight against them birds, and then you end up losing. I mean, where's the bright spot going to come from? Is it going to be this Thursday against the Cincinnati Bagels on the road? I don't know. I do see sparks that are letting me know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be that dude for the Jaguars. I see it coming. He's ultra talented, but he's trying extra hard. And when you try extra hard in the league, it usually results in a turnover. The Jaguars just got to settle down. What's the identity of the team? Where's Robertson? Where is he? He had a decent game yesterday, but he didn't have no groundbreaking runs yesterday. We finally had a DJ Shark sighting. Got him a nice touchdown. But what's the identity of the Jaguars? Would Trevor have to throw it 40 to 50 times a game? He shouldn't have to. I think Urban needs to settle this thing down. Find an identity. And methodically get that offense clicking. That's what I think they need to do. So right now, it's hard here in Jacksonville. 
18 straight losses, man. And this thing don't get no better. Man, them Seahawks and them Rams come calling. <laughs> yeah. So this thing is going to get real interesting. And I'm looking at the Jaguars schedule. When is the first win going to come? And I'm going to keep it real with you. They got to beat the Bengals this Thursday, man. Hmm. If they don't beat the Bengals this Thursday, we potentially looking at an 0-7 start for the Jaguars. Wow. Who would have thought that? I thought at worst, the Jags would be 1-2 right now. At worst, at best, 2-1. We got to see more effort in this offense. I thought the defense played solid yesterday. I thought the Jags defense actually played solid. But this offense, it's just too many chances being taken. Oh, my Lord, C.D. Lamb, good God. My bad. The Cowboys have just got this thing popping right off the rip. C.D., Lord, have mercy. My fault, fans. Hey, he scored? Uh, he got stopped at the one. Big ball from Dak downfield. Man, let me cut this TV on, man. So, um, yeah. So, I think the Jaguars got to relax and find some focus. And let's hope that this Thursday night, they get a win at Cincinnati because if they don't, man, that Jaguar talk radio going to get ugly, boy. Yeah, it's going to get real ugly. It's going to get real ugly. Urban Meyer wants us to stay calm and he wants us to stay cool. But I don't know how much longer the city is going to be able to do that. We got to show some life, get some type of action, some type of wins here in the city, man. It's crunch time for Urban Meyer. It's time for the Jaguars to get a win. It's time. It's time for the Jaguars to get a win. All right, Black. Before we get you out of here, man, we're going to run through some of the games that are going to be taking place in week four. But before we do that, man, what did you think about Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens hitting a 66-yarder to win the game in Detroit, breaking the Lions' hearts? History being made. Lamar Jackson converting on a fourth and 19 to get them in position for the field goal. What did you think about the history being made last night with Tucker with that booming kick that's sending the Lions home crying? Man, I <laughs> I know, man, that's a that's a punch in the gut for uh for Detroit. And Detroit, I, I can't say this about Detroit. They outside of the Green Bay game, they have been competing very well. They fighting. And this coach got them, you know, competing and fighting. And it's good to see. But man, that kid by Justin Tucker, it's the reason he the best kicker in the league, man. You know, I got him in fantasy, so you know I loved every minute of it. So. Oh Lord, I bet you did. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, man, it was it was an amazing kick. And especially for it, the Bounce off the uh the field goal post and then go back was in. That was wild, man, to see that. But Incredible. Definitely, definitely an amazing kick by uh by Tucker man to uh win the game for for Baltimore because Baltimore didn't look good at all the against Detroit. Detroit manhandled them, didn't let Lamar do the things that we used to seeing him do. But, you know, when it came down to it, Lamar made the play he needed to make, and Justin Tucker, you know, got him to win. So, man, but um, amazing kick, man, by uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, amazing, amazing <laughs> kick. 
by Tuck, man. Just amazing. It was, it was cool to see that take place, man. Ravens get the win. All right, we're going to run through some of the scores, and we're going to set up week four. All right, we got the Raiders remaining undefeated in a close Grind out game against the Miami Dolphins at home. Raiders win 31 to 28. The Vikings get their first win of the season, giving the Seattle Seahawks their second straight loss. 30 to 17. The Vikings get the win. Broncos manhandle the Jets by God. Zach Wilson is taking a beating. Zach wow. Wilson looks like he is in La La Land on that field. Dear Lord, Broncos undefeated 26 to 0 over the Jets. Uh, the Buffalo Bills back on track, Black. Your boy, your MVP is mm. out there doing his thing. Josh Allen lit them boys up yesterday for Washington, 43 to 21. Black, what are you thinking about his performance yesterday? Uh, look good. Happy they uh, figuring out some things with the offense because the yeah. first two, it was a lot of questions of what was going on with the offense. But Josh Allen and Emmanuel Sanders and those guys got that thing uh, ramped up. It was good to see it, especially against a good defensive team like Washington to do that, you know, that's, that's what was shocking about it. I expected that game to be kind of tight and close, but man, I I did mean, too. Buffalo, uh, man, Buffalo just came out and asserted themselves on the offensive side of the ball and Josh Allen, yeah. Josh Allen, okay, they, the, enough with this. We're going to get this thing right today. And that's what they did. D. Absolutely. Slow start for the Bills losing Pittsburgh, but they seem like they are back on track. New Orleans Saints getting a win yesterday in New England, 28 to 13. Jameis Winston and the Saints looking like a tough out team. You don't want to play the Saints 28 to 13. The Saints are finally going back home to New Orleans. They'll play their first home game next Sunday. Good for those people there in New Orleans after experiencing everything with the hurricane last month. Tennessee Titans beating the Colts 25-16. Browns absolutely eviscerate Justin Fields and the Bears. Good God. That might have been the worst NFL debut for a rookie quarterback I had ever seen, and I don't even think it's his fault. The Bears did not set Justin Fields up to be successful yesterday. The man went 9-26, for sacked nine times. That's embarrassing, man. I mean, it was utter and utter disaster for the Bears yesterday. I did not expect that six for 20 sack nine times. I mean, good God, just go out there and kill the man in. That's crazy, man. Yeah, Come man, on, that's man. embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing. It's safe to say that the Chicago Bears will have brand new coaching next season for sure. For sure. All right, last but not least, Falcons get their first win of the year, defeating the old now 0-3 New York football Giants. And back on Thursday night, the Carolina Panthers stay undefeated 3-0, beating the Houston Texans 24-9. All right, Black, week four, we're going to call out a couple games. Let me know what you're shaking, baby. Do the Jaguars right. get their first win of the season this Thursday night against the Cincinnati Bengals? I don't think so, D. Wow, you didn't even think about it. Like, I um... – I just, man, Cincinnati coming off that high beat in Pittsburgh. Yep. They throw the ball all around. Our secondary is not the best. We just traded away our best corner. I I just don't see how you win Thursday night, so I'm going to say no, D. All right, I got you, man. Interesting game. Browns head to Minnesota. Who you got, Browns in Minnesota? Um, Minnesota look like they kind of turning things around. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're two and one now. They are one and two. One and two. Okay. Oh, well, no, they're not turning things around. I thought they won last week, too, but I guess I was wrong. 
Um, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I think Cleveland looked really good. Odell looked really good for his first game back. He did. I was really impressed with him his first game back. He he didn't score a touchdown, but he was very active offensively. They had him in the game plan offensively, so that was very like. So I'm gonna go Cleveland uh, over Minnesota. All right, we're going to run them down real quick. Black, just let me know who you think is going to win the game. Colts at Dolphins. Um, I like the Colts. All right, another game on the slate. We have the Cardinals at the Rams, 405 on Fox. Who wins that one? Rams me. <laughs> Seattle at San Francisco, another NFC West matchup, 4 o'clock on Fox. What you got? Well, who was it? Seahawks and Niners. Oh man, I like I like the 49ers. I like the 49ers. Okay, I like the Seahawks to get back on track on this game. I like them to get back on track. All right, Black. Uh the two and one Ravens against the three and no Broncos, four twenty five on CBS. Who gets the win? Man, oh, this is a tough one. Come on, nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm a, I'm gonna go Broncos. Okay. Go Bron- okay. Yeah, go Bron- All right, I got you. All right, Black. Sunday night football. We already know what we're talking about, man. The GOAT goes home. Tommy versus Billy. Sunday Night Football, 820, New England, Gillette Stadium. Black, does the GOAT go home and get him a win against Billy? Look, man, I'm going to say this real fast. I know I know Billy going to have them boys ready to rock and roll, but I don't think it's going to be enough. <laughs> I believe. I, I believe. Tom Brady gonna put forty on New England. I Oof. think. I think he Oof. would. <laughs> Oof. I think Tom Tom Brady gonna go back in there and say, "Over my dead body, I would not come back here and lose <laughs> over his dead body." Yeah, I like I like I like Tampa to at least score forty points on offense against uh, New England. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Tommy coming off a loss in L.A., kind of getting embarrassed. Bill Belichick's press conference today about Tom Brady. I don't think that'll sit well with Tommy at all. Just a lack of appreciation from Bill Belichick when asked about Tommy today. I think it's going to really ramp up how Tom is going to be laser focused going back to Gillette Stadium. Tommy's going to sit here and say it's just another game. But we all know that's the biggest lie he probably ever told out his mouth. (laughs) <laughs> Tommy will be Tommy will be extra focused, and I think the Patriots absolutely get rail rotted by the Bucks. I think them boys come in there focused. I think the Bucks know Tommy wants to get this win, and Tommy's gonna be ready to go. And he just absolutely puts an excellent explanation point on his time in New England and on his time with Coach Belichick. Bucks roll the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. I'm with you as well. Big win by the Bucs. Brady absolutely flawless against the Patriots this coming Sunday night. All right, Black, we're going to get you out of here, man. Any final remarks, man? Great week for the NFL in week three. Week four is shaping up to be a fantastic week as well. Anything you want get to get off your chest, man, before we wrap you up? Uh, Yeah, man, I'm just excited about football this year, man, even though I ain't got no wins. Oh, my Lord. I'm still enjoying football, man. I ain't got no wins in college. I ain't got no wins in the pros. Lord, have mercy. I'm enjoying football, D. You know, I guess these are times where you just got to sit back and enjoy football for what it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And just watch all the all the talent and excitement that we have in football. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited yes. about 
um, the NFL, where it's going. I just I'm liking everything I'm seeing. Um, really, really locked in on the Rams this year, man. I like everything that the Rams doing, but uh, other than that, man, I'm good. Cool, 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 man. Yeah, Black, you know, I feel you, man. You just hang in there. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, Dak. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. Sorry, so bro. we finna wrap this thing up, man. Black, you know, I get at you in a little bit, man. And uh, oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, bro. We'll holla at you, bro. All right, bro. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. So Dak Prescott just fumbled the ball to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they just got him a touchdown. Golly, that is absolutely berserk. All right, man. So we're going to play this sound clip from our uh, Jacksonville Jaguar football correspondent, Rashad Robinson, and we're going to wrap up. He, uh, he wants to get some things off his chest about what's going on here in Duval County. Sports desk, what's going on? It's your boy Rashad, uh, back again. Ain't spoke to y'all in a minute, man. I ended up getting sick and lost my voice for like a month, man. It's just been crazy, but I'm back. Um, here to talk about a whole lot of nothing <laughs> that the Jacksonville Jaguars are giving the Jaguar fans right now. Um, <clears throat> kind of just starting off with week one, that was just awful. It was awful football. It didn't look right. It was just out of whack. Trevor was throwing bad picks and just not on the same page with his receivers. The defense looked terrible. It looked bad. Um, it looked bad in the preseason. It looked bad starting in week one, losing to a Texans team that they should not have lost to. Um, you know, and in, in, in week two, it was more of the same. Um, just not being able to move the ball at all. And in that game, Trevor looked really, really bad. Uh, statistically, he was bad. From just the eye test, he looked bad. Just like I said, man, don't look like he was on the same page as receivers. Uh, just, just didn't look the way that it should look in an NFL game. And I, I really thought that one of the major things that would happen this year is the difference in coaching, uh, the difference in, in organization that uh, Urban would bring to this team. I really thought that it would look different. But uh, sadly, it, it really hasn't through the first three weeks of the, of the season. Yesterday, it looked a little better. Um, Trevor actually played a really good game yesterday. Um, statistically, and just looking at him, he looked better. He looked more crisp. He looked like he was getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, and it's crazy that he had four turnovers. Well, I mean, he, he accounted he accounted for four turnovers. But, I mean, to me, only one of them was his fault. The other the one that happened in the last play of the game, like, who cares? But, you know, um, that one pick on that play that everybody has seen at this point, you know, uh, where he should have threw the ball out of bounds, but if we would have blocked it, well, it would have been a touchdown. Uh, and you go up 26 to 19, I mean, 26 to 10, uh, late into the third, and you probably win that game. So, uh, it's looked better and better each week. Still doesn't look right. This team has a talent issue. This team, um, which we all knew that they had a talent issue, but not this wide of a gap of a talent issue. And they're, they're making mistakes on top of it, and they just can't, they can't 
overcome them. Um, today we make a move. We trade, uh, CJ Henderson and anybody who knows me. I mean, I'm a Gator fan, but if you know me on social media, especially, uh, on Facebook, I've said it. I hate CJ Henderson. I never liked CJ Henderson as a player. He never impressed me at Florida. It never was a time where I thought that he was, uh, a first round pick talent. Uh, I never thought that. Uh, he was always on and off. And um, the Jaguars picked him at nine. I hated the pick then. I hate it now. I wish that he would have proved me wrong, but I knew that he probably wouldn't. And he didn't. And he's gone today for a fly-by-night tight end. Um, you know, this this is the same team who we all know traded Jalen Ramsey, didn't pay him. Uh, didn't pay Unique and Gakwe, and the two players that they got to to replace them were Caleb on Chase on, and 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 C.J. Henderson, and both of those players are backups at best in the league, and they had two of the best players at their respective positions that they drafted that they just didn't pay, and um, this is the kind of things that happen when you play those games. It's very hard to hit on draft picks in the league, especially if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've had several different players that uh we just missed the mark on and you had a really good draft and you decided to not re-sign these players and now you have extreme talent issues at all those positions and um now you're you you you're just hoping that um that Trevor can develop that Urban can really learn the game and uh we can get some talent in here and start winning some games uh, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Uh, Thursday they play the Bengals. I don't think they can win that game. Uh, not not the way the Bengals have been playing this year. Um, you know, then you play Tennessee, you know they're going to beat your ass. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just bad right now, man. It, it really, really is. The only thing that, that, that you can hang your hat on is Trevor is taking a, a – a, he's throwing a lot of picks. But Trevor also is looking down the field. He's trying to make plays. His pocket presence has been beautiful through these first three games. Um, the offensive line has not been terrible, but they've not been great. Um, you know, the receivers are not running wide open. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just a talent issue, man. We just go evaluate this season, evaluate Trevor. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And um, hopefully we can just keep him upright and he can – Continue to just learn NFL defenses. We can get Urban to learn this NFL game and make sure we can really actually spend the money um, that we should spend. We still had the most money in the league to spend and the least talented team in the league. That just doesn't that that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, uh, I'll be back on from now on uh, to really break down these games each week. And uh, I really look forward to it, man. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see the way this season goes, man. I'll let y'all. All right, man. Shout out to our Jacksonville Jaguar football correspondent, Rashad Robinson. Glad to hear Rashad back. Glad he's feeling better, man. And uh, he'll be on the sports desk giving his uh, raw, passionate uh, takes on not only Jacksonville Jaguars, but other things uh, concerning football. 
All right, so we're going to wrap up this show, uh, wrapping up week three of the National Football League. Monday night, Monday night football is currently taking place. Cowboys and Eagles are 7-7, eight minutes left in the first quarter. I got to get out of here because I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I got to get glued to this TV and see what my boy is going to be talking about uh, tonight. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. My name is Deirdre L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that handle. Let's go ahead and talk it up. Let's talk some sports. Be sure to check us out. Uh, at the Reduced Lunch Sports, RL Sports on Instagram. Um, just really, really appreciate all the support and all the love. Once again, the Sports Desk is on fire, and we just appreciate all the support. So uh, we'll be talking to you guys really, really soon. Let us know what y'all think about the two shows, one dedicated to college, one dedicated to football. Let us know what you think. If y'all don't like it, hell, we'll do away with it and go back to just one big old show. But during the football season, we're going to split this thing up unless you guys don't like it. So, let us know. Give us some feedback, all right? Um, and uh, we'll go from there uh, with that. So until next time, you guys be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you uh, right here, same time, same place, same day, here with the Sports Desk. Man, that was lame. Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. New sports desk.